0: Now, fight back with Libby Snymer on Zuber Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: It didn't come as a big surprise, but it is shaking up the conservative party leadership race. Business mogul and TV star Kevin O'Leary has officially announced he's in the running. Known as Mr. Wonderful, O'Leary is joining a crowded field of 13 candidates. And O'Leary said this morning he's running because he wants to show Justin Trudeau
0: the door. I'm going to win this leadership race. Why? Because the members of the Conservative Party need someone that can beat Trudeau. I'm their man.
1: He is a fresh face with new ideas to bring new energy to the party and jumpstart the economy. That's what many are saying. But others are saying he's trying to model himself after U.S. President-elect Donald Trump and is out of touch with the needs and sensibilities of Canadians. Which many would say are different than those of Americans. Your calls are welcome, your input on the new candidate in the Conservative Party leadership race 416 360 0740 1866 740 4740. We also have with us here today strategist Tim Powers, vice chairman of SUMA Strategies. Tim, welcome. Is Kevin O'Leary a shoe in for party leader? Okay.
2: Well, I think all no, I guess all fourteen of the candidates think they're a shoe in for party leader, Jane. Uh, he certainly will enter the race with the greatest name recognition. I think there'll be some in conservative circles who will be uh glad that he's in. He it's hard to tell who's actually in first and who will be in first because of the way the system works. The one thing that he's done, without a doubt, and the Conservative Party should be pleased with this at least for now is he's put a spotlight on what has been a sleepy, dreary race thus far. So he's used his personality and notoriety to do that. Whether he can win in May... That is not a certainty at all, in my view.
1: Well, you're exactly right, because nobody, it seems, has been talking about the Conservative Party leadership race. You see all 13 of them on the stage, as we did last night in the French uh, leaders' debate in Quebec City. And yet most Canadians would probably say, I have no idea who those people are.
3: (laughs)
2: Yes, and uh, with good reason. Uh, Not a lot of them uh, were high profile in the previous government. The bigger candidates that were thought uh, to be interested, Jason Kenney and Peter McKay, chose not to enter. Uh, and you had a whole different class of MPs uh, and former MPs come forward and a business person. I think in part that's why uh, Kevin believes he can win, that his notoriety will propel him to the top. I think he's going to have some brand challenges within the Conservative Party, uh, whether it be uh, some of what he said this past weekend, talking about auctioning off the Senate on eBay sounds great and it's kind of funny uh but uh it's totally not a serious proposition, or putting out videos on Christmas of him opening a champagne flute with a sword in what i'm sure was a Tom Ford robe. Nothing says. Uh, the common man as much as opening a champagne flute with a sword, because we all do that, don't we? So, you know, the showman stuff, which works for Kevin, could also be problematic going forward because some of the showman stuff will rub conservative, some conservative members the wrong way. And ultimately, before he can even become prime minister, he has to win over conservative members.
1: Tim, these uh, stunts you were just mentioning sound like something that Donald Trump could have done. He maybe didn't, but he could have. And yet Kevin O'Leary does not want to be compared to Donald Trump. Is Is he sending us mixed messages?
2: yeah a little bit and and now you're going to give your listeners the bad visual of thinking Do- of Donald Trump in a bathrobe. So we won't want to get that out <laughs> of their heads right now, Jane, but the the race is different though, too, right? And this is where this Trump comparison falls down in as much as these aren't one-day primaries where Trump would come in and and dominate the media and then get the generate the same kind of coverage that Kevin is now doing. Yeah, this race And and Kevin O'Leary is restricted in what he can spend, as is everybody else in this race, and you have to win it on a one-member, one-vote system effectively across 338 ridings, which requires a lot more investment in organizational skill and resources than it does high-octane air war. People say you win these races on the ground, not in the air. So the Trump comparison in terms of how Trump gets elected falls down there, and that's, that's important because people will say well look at what happened in the US Trump just used his knowledge and his skills as a reality television star and a a proprietor and used all of that and and it worked for him which is a simplistic way of describing that Kevin is using some of those skills and there are some comparisons there but if Kevin O'Leary were to venture down the road of talking about building walls and and you know banning Muslims and doing things like that he may attract a certain element of support But he'd be hard pressed to win uh, the election. And he says he wants to win both the leadership and the election by appealing to millennials. We know from lots of research that we've seen those sort of Trumpian statements don't appeal to millennials. They didn't vote for him. So, Kevin, that's why Kevin wants to demarcate himself from Donald Trump.
1: And it's a two-part race, the second part of which is very lengthy, two and a half years, should he end up becoming the leader of the Conservative Party. And that's when Canadians will be able to see him for a very long time, challenging and debating the prime minister on the floor of the House of Commons
2: that and they'll have seen him in their living rooms more often than they would when they selectively chose to see him in their living rooms. I mean, he's done very well. Look, give Kevin O'Leary credit. He has played the um, you know, the Mr. Wonderful shtick to great effect. He is very good in that environment on Television and Dragons Den and Shark Tank and the like. This is not Dragons Den and Shark Tank. It's a much bigger scale and that sort of forceful persona and the stick may wear thin with people over time. You only need look in the U.S. right now. Correct, Trump won the res, uh, won the election, but look at his numbers now um, as it relates to the transition. He has the lowest numbers according to the Gallup polling organization when uh, when compared to from Bill Clinton onwards, um, and that is a reflection of people I think t- getting a little bit tired of the brash, in-your-face, glib kind of commentary. Kevin's going to have to show other dimensions if he wants to be prime minister. That's not to say he can't, but he needs to be mindful of that.
1: We'd like to hear from you as well, your opinions of Kevin O'Leary, whether you are a Conservative Party voter or not. 416-360-0740, one 866 We're speaking with strategist Tim Powers of Summa Strategies. And we have Benita on the line from Toronto. Go ahead, you're on Fight Back.
3: Oh, hi there. Um, nice to talk to you. You too. Yeah, my opinion of Kevin O'Leary is that He should go and find himself a good job. He shouldn't be on the um, Lions net or whatever he's on television. We don't want Arnold Schwarzenegger. We don't want Trump. We don't want Leary, We want a person from the community who knows about community development, who knows about people in the neighborhood, in a situation, who knows about the country, and he should speak. I am from a different country, mm-hmm. what they call Third World, and we have to learn French to come to Canada to get a job somewhere, maybe in Ottawa or whatever. He shouldn't be bragging. He should have learned French long ago if he wanted to be somebody, even on television. Sometimes we go as actors, and we, if they're doing French or they're doing English, we get paid for whichever episode they're doing. So he's a nobody. He should go and stay with his television stuff okay. and leave politics alone.
1: Benita brings up a good point, Tim. Uh, the fact that Kevin O'Leary says he does not speak French, but that he will learn to speak French by the time he becomes Prime Minister. Is this a big issue for most Canadians, or very much just a, a, an issue for Quebec?
2: I, I saw some data, Jane, I think it's the last couple of weeks ago, when, uh, again, it looked like Kevin was going to enter the race, and I think 80-odd percent of Canadians have some expectation that their prime minister should be bilingual. Is it as potent as it was, uh, has been? I'm not sure, but I think it still matters. I used to work when I was much younger for a guy by the name of John Crosby, who lost the 1983 Mm -hmm. PC leadership to Brian Mulroney in large measure because he didn't speak french and he dismissed the need to speak french kevin initially started dismissing the need to speak french and then was course corrected which is wise on his part but vanita made two other points that i think are interesting and again kevin's gonna have to be mindful of he, I think, and again, not a knock, many Canadians do this, but it's in politics it can be a double-edged sword. He spends more time living in the U.S. than he does in Canada. You'll remember how much of an uh, anchor that became on the candidacy of Michael Ignatieff, who, ironically, also spent a lot of time in Boston where Kevin is. So people are going to want to get a sense, if Kevin O'Leary's serious, that he actually understands the countries and the communities that they come from. Um, The other thing I think that Benita highlighted, and again, this is something Kevin and and voters are going to look at, is can he and does he communicate in a way that understands their issues, isn't in their face as much. That tone and temperament, which in large measure um, was uh, a negative thing for Stephen Harper. He was seen as being out of touch and had a cold tone come the end of, of 2015 and why he lost. Something Kevin's going to have to work on. I'm not sure Canadians are as up for the in your face, smash mouth kind of talk. Uh, On a regular basis that Kevin likes to provide, which works for him in the television setting.
1: Well, right. And it it does feel as if uh, it's contrary to what Canadians, at least at this point, are feeling. Uh, Justin Trudeau's approval rate is still relatively high, well over 50 percent, considering he's been in power now for about 15, 16 months.
2: Yeah, Trudeau's approval numbers are strong, and that's not unusual when there is no official opposition leader. When, Whether it's Kevin O'Leary or anybody else who gets elected, I suspect they'll come a bit down to earth. But I think yet yeah, to the point we're both building off of Trudeau's tone still finds more approval than uh, a negative um, and in-your-face aggressive tone. And does that change? With Trump in the U.S., does that enhance Trudeau and does that diminish, you know, conservatives who take a more forceful tone? And some of Kevin's language is interesting, right? He calls the prime minister a surfer dude, which would be great and funny if this was this hour's 22 minutes. And that'll get lots of conservative laughs, and that's important at the moment because, as I say, he needs to win with conservatives. But then he goes a little bit too far. I so saw one of his interviews today. He's talking about exorcising Canada, some sort of exorcism he's going to bring about on 20 in 2019 uh, with Justin Trudeau. Again, I think, and Anita may have been high, highlighting this. People want to see a little bit more balanced commentary right. from the politicians. But, you know, we could be entirely wrong. Ke- uh, he Kevin may be hitting a vein, but I'm not sure that he is. We'll see.
1: Zoomer Radio listeners want to weigh in. Our phone lines are jammed here. Fight back uh, with Libby Snymer. Jane in for Libby today, along with strategist Tim Powers has joined us on the line. And we also have Elizabeth in Whitby. Go ahead, Elizabeth. You're next.
4: Well, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I actually am a card-carrying conservative, and I will support uh, Kevin O'Leary. I've been following him for quite some time. And um, Stephen Harper, I think, uh, when he became the leader, uh, it was, he didn't speak French either. It, t- it was a year after that he I took French, uh, and he was very good in communicating in French. So it's not impossible. And I actually think that... Um, uh, Justin Trudeau's numbers are falling uh, in the polls and 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 uh, talking about another poll I actually don't believe that the polls in the United States uh, with saying that uh, Donald Trump's got forty percent i they were wrong with the, the election and I think they're wrong in the polls but i I'm getting back to Justin Trudeau um, I want to know why it is that the question isn't being asked they were on a family vacation and why was the President of the Liberal Party also on that trip, and uh, the guy from Newfoundland, uh, uh, I, Jamis, Jamis, yeah. What were what were they doing there? Well, Why those those are there? good questions, and that and, w- and that I will be investigated. It would be nice if the media would ask that question and get the answers, because myself and other people are wondering. What is this? And why is this man who's got an island getting tax dollars, lobbying our government for tax dollars? What is that all about? Okay, good
1: questions. Let's get back to Tim uh, for an answer on that. Go ahead, Tim.
2: Well, I think all of the things that uh, Elizabeth mentioned are, are being investigated, and certainly the media are spending a, a lot of time on that, as they should be. Important to point out, uh, the Aga Khan, where the, the Prime Minister was visiting, was bestowed a uh, honorary citizenship Uh, upon him by Stephen Harper. So, uh, to be fair, conservatives and and liberals have had a strong relationship with the Aga Khan. On Stephen Harper's French, um, he actually spoke French. Uh, He's a French improved, but he was certainly a bilingual candidate in both the 2002 and the 2004 leadership races that uh, propelled him to the prime ministership. But I think as uh, Elizabeth spoke about, there there is a constituency uh, within the Conservative Party that um, has such great frustration right now, and legitimately so in their view with the Prime Minister, that they see somebody like Kevin O'Leary coming in from the outside, because that's his winning proposition. If he can show he's different, he's coming in from the outside, he knows how to win and get things done, that people will support him, and he plays that up in a lot of his commentary. So. Uh, he will be glad to hear that he's got a supporter in Whitby. Well,
1: Sam in Brantford, what do you want to say about Kevin yes. O'Leary? Uh,
2: yes, how are you doing? I don't think uh, the French language is going to be uh, deterrent for Kevin O'Leary to be a good prime minister. As long as he does good things for the people, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if he can't speak in French or not. I mean, I speak French. I went to high school. And as far as, uh, you know, speaking different languages, uh, Angela Merkel uh, from Germany. She doesn't speak English when she goes to these meetings, and she gets along okay. And uh, regarding Trudeau, what I'm concerned about is the trip that he took down to where he went. He used a, uh, a plane that belongs to the citizens of Canada. So if his uh, vacation trip was uh, a
0: private. Uh, holiday, why didn't he call Air Canada and buy a ticket and go there and pay for it out, out of his own pocket?
1: Tim, this uh, trip that Trudeau took with his family in the Bahamas, it really is becoming uh, a lightning rod for um, trying to find something wrong with this prime minister early on.
2: Yeah, and, and then I think, as, as Sam and Elizabeth are alluding to, the sheen's coming off a little bit, or the shine's coming off of the prime minister a little bit, and, and the, the trip is irritating people and in a lot of different ways, because Trudeau uh, was elected to represent the middle class, and most people in the middle class can't relate to, and nor do you blame them, go vacationing on a private island and helicopter rides there. Um, The point about the plane is an important one, to, to be fair again to this prime minister and every other prime minister. If you're a prime minister, you don't and can't, for security reasons, fly on commercial airlines, so whether you're on private time or not... When you're traveling, you fly on on a government jet, and that's a pretty established practice. On the French, why that matters is is also about political calculus. If you look at the 78 seats, I believe it is in Quebec, uh, and there are other seats in the country. In those 78 uh, seats, there's a high density of people who are French-speaking who expect their political leaders to be able to speak to them in, in that particular language. It may not be the number one factor. There are also seats across the country. I think there are 10 million people in Canada who uh describe French as their first language. So... You know, if you're a political leader and a hopeful political leader, you don't want to disqualify yourself. You want to be able to qualify. And that means being able to communicate with people in some de- in, to some degree in the language that they speak. Tim,
1: thank you very much for your thoughts today. We really appreciate your analysis and uh, look forward to talking to you another time about another subject or maybe the same one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Jane. Take care.
0: OK,
1: bye bye now. Strategist Tim Powers, vice chair of SUMA Strategies.
0: Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: Libby returns tomorrow. We're talking about Kevin O'Leary, the latest candidate, candidate number 14 in the race for the next Conservative Party leader, which will be decided here in Toronto on May 27th. Joining us on the line is Conservative pundit Faith Goldie of The Rebel. What do you think about this candidate, Faith.
5: Oh, I don't like him, but I am excited with the news. I think that Kevin O'Leary's name recognition means that there'll be a lot more eyeballs on this incredibly important race. And that, I think, will mean good news for a lot of the worthwhile and actually conservative candidates that are now in the wings. And I'm not just talking about Maxine Bernier and Kelly Leach. Um, Let's not confuse ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Kevin O'Leary is no Donald Trump. And more importantly, From my vantage point, Kevin O'Leary is no conservative. So I don't know what in the heck he's thinking right now, trying to take this party by the helm.
1: Let's get back to the phones. We'll continue our conversation here with Faith as she weighs in as well. Lorna in Brampton, what do you think about Kevin O'Leary? Hello. Hi, go ahead. Okay. I like Kevin O'Leary on TV.
5: I don't like him as a conservative, trying to be a conservative leader. I don't think he understands what we are in about in Canada, he's lived in America so long. And to me, it's just one notch in his belt that he wanted to add. One more thing that said, oh, I'm important. No, we need someone who care about Canadians and who can make a difference in our life and not somebody who thinks I'm gonna add it. I'm gonna be another Donald Trump in that. I'm now known on TV,
1: so I'm gonna be important. What do you think, Faith? Is he doing it for the added publicity?
5: Look, I I wouldn't criticize him if he was, but I think to Lorna's point, there is this sentiment of, the, of, of, a you remember Michael Ignatieff, a hangover of just visiting, right? Um, the guy spends most of his time stateside, and I, I wouldn't care if he actually gave a damn about, about our country, but it would seem, based on his policy proposals, and, and I'm not going to get into all of them, but very, very quickly, this is a guy who said that simply screening for immigrants, for, for Canadian values, is, quote, unCanadian At a juncture of our history, look no further than Europe. Look no further than the havoc that's already being unleashed on our own soil by Syrian Migrants within Canadian schools, stories story that we broke here at the Rebel. media to, to understand why we have to be screening immigrants for Canadian values. This is a guy who, who says he doesn't care if, if individuals marry goats. Well, that might be fine and dandy for you, but it's not going to be fine and dandy for a large majority of the Conservative Party membership that believes in traditionalism. And, and when it comes to his ideas about foreign policy, this is also a guy who says that Canadians' military role should only be that of peacekeeping. That is un-Canadian. That is out of touch with canada's military history not to mention the fact if i'm in the military i'm thinking well just what in the heck does kevin o'leary as leader of the party let alone prime minister of this country mean for necessary spending because we need some new jets we need to build up our military and kevin o'leary has expressed no such interest in doing just that and uh, i get it the guy's a business guy he's an economist i understand he's made a lot of money well just because you made money does not give you street credit to all of a sudden become a conservative jeff bezos uh zuckerberg these are guys who have done very well for themselves and they're all full-fledged Democrats and when you look at O'Leary's policies from an economic standpoint no carbon tax build more pipelines yawn. A lot of people are having that conversation on the right already. He's not bringing anything new.
1: Well, Faith, you bring up a good point that he is bringing attention now to the Conservative Party leadership race because it seems, and it's still early, it's only January, the actual vote is May 27th, but who is going to now uh, be seen in a different light on that panel of 14, 13 without O'Leary now that he's bringing attention to the race? Who's going to jump out as someone who's going to provide real competition Petition for him.
5: Well, before I get to who's going to jump out, I think uh, I think who's going to be jumping back is 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 Kelly Leach, right? This is someone who the mainstream media has painted as Canada's Donald Trump, and really she's no such thing. I mean, she's an elitist who reminds people about all the you know letters she has before and after her name, who then you know pretends to roll up her sleeves and talk a big game about about being you know a woman of the people. But when it comes to to the second tier, uh, you know Maxime Bernier, I do think he has a great shot, and I think that when it comes to getting that millennial vote. I I think that he'll be much more convincing than kevin o'leary and and again kevin o'leary remember with donald trump he was a billionaire who was not running as a billionaire he was running on the wall of immigration right he he was running on on getting jobs for for americans away from 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 china and mexico um so far what i'm seeing from kevin o'leary is he's he's running as a multi-millionaire but who i'd like to see emerge from the woodwork is someone who probably a lot of our listeners today have not heard of and that's a guy named pierre lemieux he's been in the race since since day one. This is a guy who has served 20 years in the military, 10 years under Stephen Harper, has no baggage, has five kids, is solid on every issue that I care about and that I think a lot of Canadians care about, including military spending. Um, and and I would like to see him use this as an opportunity to say, well, just hold on a second, Kevin O'Leary, you imposter, you fake conservative who's coming here to try to co-opt my party, something that I have blood, sweat, and tears for for the past 10 years and 20 years for my country before that. That's what I'd like to see from, from guys like Pierre lemieux and heck i you know i'm I'm open to options but what i'm not open to is a fake conservative um being an opportunist at this juncture in the party's
1: history why are you calling him a fake conservative
5: because when it comes to the social issues uh, fiscal issues foreign policy um immigration every single thing that that conservatives give a damn about this guy is not singing in tandem with us he's singing Inherently against us, he is anti-social issues. He is anti-screening immigrants. He, he is anti-building up our military and being worthwhile and and being involved rather in worthwhile and just wars. Um, you know, 68% of Canadians, and I'm I'm willing to hedge my bets that a large majority of them are card-carrying conservatives. 68% of them would like to see our men and women in uniform remain in the fight against ISIS. What, what, what does Kevin O'Leary says? He says nothing but blue berets. That's un-Canadian. We're not just a country of peacekeepers. The Boer War, the Great Wars, uh, 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 take your pick, Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, We are a a nation with a proud and long military history. So if if, if Kevin O'Leary wants to start spewing some liberal tropes about a, Perse- a Pearsonian era that we need to usher in again, hell, all it's going to usher in is another dark age for our military. And that is, is not only unconservative, it's unCanadian. He has no business running right now. But I am trying to remain optimistic and see how this can be a, a, a force for net good for the other contenders on the bench.
1: Okay, Faith, let's get back to the phones. 416 360 740 seven forty. Jane Brown for Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. And Stephen in Toronto, go ahead.
2: Hi, Gene. Uh, I just have two points. One is if Trudeau's arrogant enough to take these trips with uh, the
0: rich, certainly can we expect anything less from Kevin?
1: Okay, that's a good question. Do we think because uh, Kevin O'Leary is well-connected, Faith, that we may run into similar situations as Justin Trudeau because he is well-connected because of his family history?
5: Well, I've seen some of the people who he's got in his inner circle already advising him, and I would hope that some of these people who are Harperites, etc., et cetera, uh, would, would caution him better because they are not the champagne socialists that surround our current prime minister, such as Gerald Butts. Um, But, look, I I will say without giving away my sources, I know some people who are very close to Kevin O'Leary and and, and point out something that shouldn't be a mystery to any of us, and that is that this man has a very comfortable life. And I don't know if he would be willing to give up that very comfortable life um, to live uh, a life that is asked of a public servant, which is a little glitz, glam, and bubbly.
1: He did say, and he has said in the past, in recent months, that he is, he, this, this move towards leadership in politics is not unlike what he's doing in giving back as a teacher with students. He, it seems like he's in that phase of his life, as many Zoomers are when they're in their 50s and, and early 60s. They want to start giving back. So is this, is this him saying, I've done, what I've, con- I've done what I can do as a businessman. Now I want to give back in public service.
5: That's fine. He he can start a charity. He can run for MP. But does he have to run for the top job that will inevitably lead him to... to- to possibly running for for prime minister, I don't know. And, of course, in our conversation, at the very least, I know that some of your callers have rightly pointed to it, the guy doesn't speak French. How can you expect to lead a country and not be able to communicate with 25% of our population? It's ridiculous. It 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 will not fly. And I'm not convinced that he'll be able to learn enough French in the next five or six months or even before the next time that we head to the polls. And uh, something that we have not pointed out, and, look, I'm not a big person when it comes to character bashing, etc., and... Goodness knows that I am not one to give Trudeau a compliment where it is undeserved, but the guy does not have the same sort of charisma as as Justin Trudeau, and I am not convinced that say podium to podium, um, the majority of Canadians are going to be attracted to Justin Tr- Trudeau despite his despite his champagne socialism, despite the fact that he is pummeling our economy right now despite the fact that I, I don't think that he's equipped to to debate with donald trump president i still think the canadians are going to be somewhat off put by this kevin o'leary who who comes off as just such an arrogant pompous but frankly and i'm sorry because i just don't want to swear on on am radio right now but but the, i he does not come off as very very likable and maybe there's a huge rebrand but but I'm not buying what he's putting down right
1: now. That is the final word on this topic, which we will revisit. Faith, thank you for your time. Thank you, Jane. Conservative pundit Faith Goldie of The Rebel.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.